the vice president of the Superbook here. Jay Cornegay joins us. I got to introduce Jay properly. I'm sorry, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Hold on. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner of the Las Vegas Review Journal Handicapping Contest, 59 victories, 25 losses, six ties or pushes, 3-0 in the current playoffs, 71% handicapper extraordinaire, Jay Cornegay. What's up? <laughs> now, if you saw Jay Cornegay today, you would not really put those stats together because he looks like he's just got out of stall number eight at the rodeo. <laughs> well, what are you wearing today? I mean, you've got the jeans, you got the plaid, it's it's buttoned up. Yeah. The only thing missing is the cowboy boots. I do have some boots at <laughs> home. Oh, my okay. God. <laughs> it's casual Friday. It wasn't country Friday. Oh. <laughs> is this country? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I guess I forgot my hoodie. Yeah, right. <laughs> This, this record, you're getting a lot of love for this. Uh, this record. So I got, you got interviewed on TV right before you came on with us today. Uh, I don't know. It's like I said, I've been in the contest for a number of years and I've been right around 50%. I just try to be above 50% so I don't catch a hard time at the grocery <laughs> store or something. <laughs> that has happened. You guys know those stories. Yeah. Um, but um, I don't know. Things have been going you know, my way. That's I, great, man. My, my wife gives me a hard time because... You know, I didn't enter any of the contests, so she's like, "Oh, you know, we should do this. We should do the backyard." Oh, that's right, you didn't enter. It's <laughs> a running joke now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right, you didn't enter. Yeah. So, um, but I telling everybody it'll probably be around fifty percent next year. I don't know. That's the way it goes, right? Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, I, you're I you're you're seeing the field well, as we say. You know. All right. So how you see in the field here from a handicapping <laughs> aspect, and then we'll talk about from the book aspect, okay. Kansas City-Baltimore. We see this line now uh, up to four. We were talking earlier in the week. Mm, okay. We kind of anticipated four, four and a half, opened mm-hmm. at three and a half. Now it got pushed up to four. So what do you see in here? Well, we opened um, three minus dollar twenty. And we quickly went to three and a half, and we were at three and a half for a long period of time. Just over the last couple of days, we went up to four. Um, I know I always thought that Baltimore was a really complete team. I think they're very balanced. I think that uh, they're very healthy. Um, I really wasn't impressed by the Chiefs' victories over a, a banged-up Miami team in zero-degree weather and a depleted uh, Buffalo team, even though I'll give them some credit for going up there in beating them, but we, they were a field goal away from going into overtime. Um, I just think Baltimore uh, is, uh, I don't I don't know how I can better describe my feeling with Baltimore outside of them being complete. Mm-hmm. I think the game will be decided by probably Pacheco, meaning that if he gets 100 yards, I think the Chiefs could make it close. Uh, but I don't anticipate that. I don't think they're. I think they're going to clamp down on him, and he'll you know be right around 40, 50 yards, and Baltimore uh, wins and goes to the Super Bowl. Now we know last week you took a lot of Kansas City money against Buffalo, even though they were the underdog in that game as well too. A lot of money line action, and that that hurt the book. You know the can the Kansas City victory over Buffalo hurt the book. Are you seeing much Kansas City money in this game against Baltimore? A little bit. We, it, uh, it's um, it's not rolling in, but uh, there is some Kansas City support out there. I mean, they are the defending champions. You know, 
Mahomes continues to make a lot of plays. I'll give him that. Uh, but it's hard for people to let go of the Chiefs. I mean, this is our kind of dynasty right now. And so they do get some support, not only from the general public, but also from some of the educated players out there. So it's not lopsided by any, any means, even though we push it up to four, which uh, in our back room was the original number. Okay. But you decided to open it at three? The mar- yeah, the market we thought would push it down, so we went down to three. But, again, we were not there very long, and we were one of the first three-and-a-halves to go to four. Mm-hmm. So it got to our number a little faster than I thought it would, you know, but uh, – um, even though we moved it up that way, I'm telling you, there's definitely some support in, for Kansas City. Where do you think the line ends up uh, Sunday at noon? Right where it's at? Or do you, uh, what do you think? It's tough to say. I, I think that uh, we'll probably be at four. There might be, I think it's four. What do you think, Marco? Yeah, I don't, I don't think you're, you guys are going to go to four and a half. I don't think it can be enough money to get right. you to go to four and a half because the minute you do, huge buybacks. There's going to be buybacks yeah. left and right. Um, from the guys that just play numbers. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. You, you can't do that. Um, personally, when I talked uh, Sunday night, I put the game at four, four and a half was my number on it. Yeah. I'm not as high on Kansas City as everybody else is, in just for the reasons you said. They've really had an easy road to get here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I know when you say oh, they went to Buffalo and won, they had every advantage in the world in that Buffalo game, not only because of the schedule, because of the injuries, but until. Buffalo actually slays that dragon in the playoffs. Kansas City's living rent-free in their heads, okay? And it's hard to knock that team off. Once you do it for the first time, I wouldn't be surprised if you'd see Buffalo roll off four or five in a row against them. But till they get that first one, that's always the toughest one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I forgot to mention that, but that schedule Mm -hmm. for last year or last week when Mm – Kansas City had two extra days yeah. of rest. Yeah. That's a, that was a huge factor, and I think that's why a lot of sharps were on the Kansas City side. Not to mention the injuries, especially on the defensive side that Buffalo uh, had going into that game. So again, yeah, I agree with you, Mark. I'm not that impressed with Kansas City. I think it's the Kansas City team that we saw the last third of the season. They were really kind of struggling. You know, everybody thought they were just going to pop it out one of these times. They really haven't. Yeah. Yeah. So um, as much as we're talking about, you know, Kansas City here and, you know, going to Buffalo, have their number. Buffalo is a missed field goal away from sending this game into overtime more than likely. And if they would have had better play calling, they may have won the game on that last drive and just keep, you know, pushing it down. Because, again, they got away from what got them there with the legs of Josh Allen and, you know, really kind of mixing up the play calling. Because they got very, very uh, conservative and redundant, especially in that fourth quarter where they went away. And, you know, they were running the ball in first down with, with Cook up the middle. But, again, they beautiful job in the first half. And even the, you know, third quarter about mixing things up. And, and Kansas City, they had them on their heels. So it's just funny how, you know, we just think, oh, well, Buffalo's all banged up, this and that. Buffalo, they were in control of their own destiny in that game. Yeah. At the end. They I think were. part of the problem at the end in the back of their mind is because they were moving the ball down the field mm-hmm. and going for either the tying field goal or the winning touchdown, in the back of their mind, he didn't want to leave too much time on the clock oh, I know. as well. We see that because all the time. Yeah. In that, I think, had a big part of you know some of the play calling where you got a little bit less aggressive 
you know, yeah, you don't want to turn the ball over, but I think that was it in <laughs> they can't forget the 13 seconds <laughs> in the playoff game two years ago. Yeah. You, you score with 13 seconds left in the game. You think you won the game, okay? No. Not against Mahomes. <laughs> All right, the late game, Detroit and San Francisco. San Francisco 7. Really haven't seen too much movement uh, line-wise. What do you, what's going on here? We, we see some San Francisco money coming in, uh, but th- we do expect Detroit to get their share. I, it feels like the whole country is rooting for the Lions, <laughs> right? Any, anybody outside of the state of California is probably rooting for the Lions. And, uh, the, you know, remember, the general public really hasn't gotten a hold of these games yet. And right. they will Saturday night and Sunday morning. And we expect, you can see by the ticket count that the public is uh, hoping for the Lions. They're certainly rooting for them. Um, but and we are, you know... It, pretty close to san francisco and we do have a lot of san francisco fans in this city and so you see a little bit uh, of both sides and so right now it's very very balanced but i do expect to get a little bit more san francisco money i don't know where the big bets are going to come in i think that's going to be interesting to see but as far as the general public i think it's going to be very balanced all right. From a handicapping standpoint here, let's let's stay with this game with San Francisco and uh, Detroit. Which way are you leaning? I I really don't like to bet the underdog like this unless I really truly believe that they can win the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think being outdoors a little bit, being on the natural grass, and most likely it'd be a. I don't think it's going to be a real fast track. I really mm-hmm. don't. I yeah. think it's going to be a little soft little moist Mm -hmm. and uh that's going to cause you know golf and his receivers you know some timing issues i think san francisco i think they were i think they underestimated the packers last week the packers were really physical and it's usually san francisco that's really Mm -hmm. physical but i'm telling you the packers went in there and punched them in the mouth a couple of times, and and I think that kind of surprised San Francisco a little bit, and um, I I think it's going to be a little different this time. I think San Francisco is going to be very very physical. Uh, I don't think Detroit is as physical as Green Bay was the last third of the season. Um, so, um, you know, seven points though in a playoff game is a lot of points, um, but I guess I would lean towards the favorite again, even though I hate to say it. Right. Okay, and then going back to the earlier game with Kansas City and Baltimore. Uh, as far as handicapping wise, mm-hmm. um, I I'm not a believer in Kansas City right yeah. now. I, I I think favorites uh, weekend. Uh, yeah, the, well, it's the two <laughs> best teams. And yeah. when we started the playoffs, it was those two teams, and then a big gap right. until you found the third, you know, ranked team, and uh, that still holds true today. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, you guys don't want to see both favorites win but i think that this is a weekend that both favorites result might be okay for you guys because as you said there's so much love for mahomes built into to the dynasty there and there, and i guarantee you it, there's people out there that see kansas city plus points and they just say it's like the yankees in baseball you know if the yankees are anywhere near a pick them oh how often can I get the Yankees at this price? Well, you can't get Kansas City at that price very often. But as far as the Lions go, I agree with you. They're the darling. And 
they are right now what the Chicago Cubs were for years until they finally won a World Series. They're the lovable losers, and, and people want to root for them because it, it's been so long since you know Detroit, 32 years before they won a playoff game and everything else. Yeah, I get that. I'm hoping I'm on can I'm on San Francisco. I got it Sunday night when it first came out at six and a half, and that was you know gone relatively quick. But I'm waiting to see what the money line does, and I'm hoping that it's like the Super Bowl where when you do get that walk up trade on Sunday, people go to the window. Oh, I got to lay 110 to win 100. No, I want to make money and bet the dog on the money line, bringing me a more attractive price on the money line. Mm-hmm. What's your teaser on, TC? You know, it's funny because after that game last week in it, with Buffalo and Kansas City, I was saying, you know, I'm probably going to be on Kansas City on a teaser, you know, get them over over 10. Now you could have them at 10.5 or 11. But I've, I've switched over the last few days just for everything that you guys are saying. That's been my take as well too i just think that baltimore is the best team the most consistent team and you know kansas city has just been such uh um a a rough team to look at offensively especially in the red zone and i think you can't get away with that anymore okay you were able to get away with it obviously against the dolphins you know handicapped it that way and then buffalo you know to a certain degree as well but i just think nah this party really has got to come to an end here. And I think the way Buffalo runs, or rather Baltimore runs the football, the, the 156 yards a game, and they are going to run right at Kansas City. They're not going to run away from Chris Jones. They're going to run right at him. And that's what Buffalo was doing in the first half. So I really believe that that uh, Baltimore is going to be able to hand, uh, have their way. I don't expect Lamar Jackson to have huge numbers, but you know maybe with his feet when he needs to. But they're going to ground and pound, and I think they're going to be more physical. And I think the Baltimore defense is, you know, has answers, you know, for the wide receivers uh, for Kansas City. So I'm leaning now towards going to Baltimore. You know, going back to that Kansas City Buffalo game, you know, where the injuries came in play in the uh, defensive backfield of Buffalo. There's a there the couple of linebackers were hurting out, a couple of uh, cornerbacks were out, uh, safety was out. And if they did play, a couple of them were not 100%. But there was some confusion in the the defensive backfield for the Buffalo. And that's why we saw Kelsey for the first time in weeks. He was wide open. And I just think that Kansas City was able to take advantage of the inexperience that was going on in the backfield, the defensive backfield for Buffalo. You will not have that in Baltimore. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And I love San Francisco. Again, same same type of thing. I uh you're right. I said the same thing. Green Bay just they they took it to San Francisco. I've never seen San Francisco really have two down games in a row, especially at home, uh especially where the favorite. So I think that that was a wake up call for them. And um, you know, Detroit going back, I still can't get that out of my mind. You know, some of these other games I've seen with them, especially when the last time they were outside in the grass, Soldier Field, going back to November, it was twenty eight to thirteen. They had a bunch of games at home, you know, over the last month and a half. And then when they were on the road, they were in Minnesota and they were in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So 
totally different situation. And you're right. The weather is not going to be great in San Francisco. It's going to be rainy and it's going to be a little bit windy. So, and we know that that uh, track there is not very good anyway. I mean, it's always sloppy. Yep. And in, uh, from what I heard this week, they were repla- they replaced the turf. Oh. So you're going to have new turf again there this week. So, you know, you're going to have cutting problems and all that. So hopefully San Francisco can get their cleats. Uh, together, and I think it's going to be a problem for Detroit. Yeah, because that Detroit passing game relies on timing mm-hmm. a lot, right? And uh, that timing could be uh, an issue with a so- so-called sloppy track. Yeah, yeah. All right, my friend. Looking forward to it uh, this weekend. Yeah, All right. Looking yeah. forward to it. Good day. It's always a good day on that championship. Two yeah. games, yeah. you know, and it's not first thing in the morning. Right, uh, you know, on, in the Pacific Coast here, yeah, uh, you know, we get a couple hours to sleep in a little bit, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, have some brunch, Bloody Mary. <laughs> it's going to mirror last Sunday's divisional round. Yeah. It was the exact same yeah. thing where you had those, you know, those two good games, and now it's it's all on the line here. Do you so. see the common denominator? Whether it doesn't matter which time of the game is, there's some kind of alcoholic beverage. You with know, the game with. I was going to say, you know, Jay and I have that His food. Gin, we gin have that joint. we have that food thing in common, but yeah. then he takes it over the top. With goes to the alcohol, yeah, you know, yeah the gin, gin joint, Bloody yeah. Mary, yeah, yeah. Uh, see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> and, and who was the guy that that said uh, he was going into a dry New Year? Yeah. That was him. Uh, you know, you don't hear that on on, on many radio shows, especially you know handicapping <laughs> you know segments. I was dry from January second through the seventh, right? Yeah. Right. So I I did have a dry January week. Okay. <laughs> That wasn't technically a week, sir. <laughs> Second to the seventh is not full seven days. <laughs> All right. We'll let you get back to the paddock. Thanks, guys. <laughs> there, there, there you go. Right. Have a good weekend. All right. My guy, Jake Ortegay, our gracious host here at the Westgate Las Vegas, the vice president of the Superbook.